Welcome back to the new and improved Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller on Monday, November 16th. Welcome back to all of us. <laughs> all right, let's jump in here. I wanted to, first of all, again, thank all of you for the tremendous outpouring of love after what happened last Sunday and the break, the hiatus of last week. And as I said on the previous episode, I definitely now think of this as much as a responsibility, as a labor of love. I really am honored that so many of you say that you wake up in the morning and start your day with this podcast. So, okay, I've been thinking all week how to make it better. And in that context, I've struggled with a paradox or a dynamic being pulled between how to make astrology relevant amidst such changing times and applying the chart even to the news. That was my really first job in and out of college was television news. And I still like a good news story. And I really like a good news story in the context of astrology. But I have decided after thinking about this for a week that just staying away from all of this charge is the best thing. So no more politics, no more current events. We're going to talk about the astrology, and then you can figure out how to apply it to your own life and to the way that you see the world. It really became clear that predictions are no badge of honor for an astrologer, and I'll tell you why. In fact, I'm going to let Steve Forrest tell you why. This is a one-minute, 47-second excerpt, if you will please allow me, from the current Book of Water, because Steve Forrest says it better than I ever could, and I think this is something that is very important for us to frame contextually about astrology. So from what will be Chapter 16 in the Book of Water, this is Steve Forrest's take on this topic of predictions and do we have free will or is it all just fate? I would run out of fingers and toes counting the times I've had to clean up after one of my more fatalistic colleagues who has told someone who was currently experiencing contentment in a relationship that Uranus transiting over Venus spelled an impending breakup. Divorce is indeed one of the possibilities that such a transit can portend. And let's add that some divorces are necessary and benefit all concerned. But to say such an event in the sky means divorce is to misunderstand something absolutely bedrock basic about human existence and how astrology fits into it. What actually happens in your life occurs at the interface of your consciousness and the vast archetypal fields the planetary symbols represent. Knowing what is going on in a chart is only half the equation. The other half is what is going on in the person's head and heart, how he or she is responding to the questions and possibilities the astrological configurations represent. Fate in the sense that there is one single choice that you are inescapably, deterministically doomed to make, is simply an erroneous concept. In my view, in this age of quantum theory and relativity, astrologers simply need to dump the term, at least if they are using it in that sense. Goodbye and good riddance. 
We are not marionettes dangling from strings that the planets pull. We are more powerful than that by far. And to that I say amen and let's roll on. <laughs> All right? I just wanted to clarify and that said it so well. Now, we'll weave in here how we're going to do this, but the other piece of just realization that I think serves us well is that we're going to look at the slower planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, as being the major theme builders. And then the faster planets, the Moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, are the triggers. So there is this dance and ebb and flow around the chart at different speeds. And one other thing while I'm on it. When there isn't much going on, I'm going to take more breaks. I realized I've been doing this almost every day, very few days missed, in nearly two years straight without a break. So I enjoyed the break. <laughs> it's refreshing. It's rejuvenating. So when it's quiet, we'll do that as well. All right, so we're looking at big picture, triggers, and then the third thing is I'll be looking for areas where you can apply things more in your own chart. And that's been a big request, so I'm going to have an eye for that as well. So right now we're coming on the heels of a very busy last week. Mars stationed direct on Friday the 13th. The moon also ingressed into Scorpio on Friday the 13th. And we had the new moon yesterday in Scorpio. On top of that, the big, huge thematic builder of Jupiter conjuncting Pluto. We'll unpack that more during the week. But that was just last week. <laughs> now we have this week. All right, so what's going on this week? Well, already Venus has squared Jupiter. That happened this morning at 12.30 this morning. Then on Thursday, Venus squares Saturn and also on Thursday, the sun will be sextile to Saturn. And then on Saturday, the sun ingresses Sagittarius and Venus ingresses into Scorpio. In other words, there's a whole lot of moving and shaking going on this week. Now, today, let's break it apart. So there's kind of the big picture. We'll dissect that as we go. So we've got all that stuff that happened last week. Mars turning direct on Friday in any astrologer's book means power or aggression. This new moon in Scorpio was one of the most powerful new moons of the year. So there is a theme of starting things in secret, starting things with passion or super intensity combined with that Mars. I'll tell you how it showed up for me. I've had two major, massive business opportunity ideas come to me just like drop down out of the sky during this time. I think being a Scorpio, I mean, I've got a big Mars Scorpio thing going on in my own chart. So from the standpoint of it being the power source, yeah, I mean, it was like powerful ideas. And I've already started to take action on them because that was in the theme of the weekend. The whole thing of the Mars turning direct was supercharge it. And the shadow side of that is that it can be angry aggression. There were a couple of days last week that I just felt it toward the end of the week. And you probably did too. So there's the paradox. There's the two sides of the coin. It can be very powerful and set you on a course 
or it can have you wanting to shake your fists at the world or somebody else. All right, we'll stop there for today. Uh, well, lots to talk about this week. The other thing that I just wanted to mention briefly is the readings. Yes, readings are available. A lot of you have asked, and there were some uh, mis- there were some confusing websites out there. I got all of that cleaned up over the weekend. So if you would like to work one-on-one, I would be happy to do that with you. I schedule everything by email, and we get on Zoom, and we show your chart. And if you'd like to do that, funastrology.com, right there it is. Made it easy. All right, it is good to be back, and we've got a lot to talk about the rest of this week. So have a great Monday, and I'll see you tomorrow on the Fun Astrology Podcast. Bye-bye.